Hey there, everyone. It's Ryan here, host of the Pursuit of Happiness podcast. This is a podcast where I get to have some amazing conversations with people from all over the world who have stories to share, experiences we can learn from, and knowledge in areas that we can use and apply to our lives to make us better and happier people. Now, each episode is a different topic, but all geared towards helping us along our own pursuit of happiness and helping us understand this journey we call life just a little better. Now, we'll touch on everything from mental health to nutrition, diet, fitness, travel and adventure, relationships, and much, much more. Now, along this journey, I'll also experiment and apply some of the advice and information from my conversations to see how it affects me along my own pursuit of happiness and then report back to you all. Now, don't forget, if you enjoyed this episode or any other episode, take a moment to subscribe, leave me a rating and a review. It's greatly appreciated and while also helping get these great conversations to even more listeners. And this was such a great conversation. I love this podcast. Thank you, Heather Snyder Ippolito, for joining me on this one. She is known as the Good Posture Mama. Oh, yeah, she is a posture coach of the Alexander Technique, also a yoga Pilates instructor. As I just mentioned, this conversation was so fun. And let's be real. Who here can raise their hand and say, I have great posture? I don't think anybody can. I know I certainly cannot. I sit at a desk all day and fixing my posture is something I have to do and I have to get better at. And my conversation with Heather will actually show you how to do that. This conversation was such a wake up call in so many ways. I don't think I realized how many things posture affects in your daily life. It's incredible. As I mentioned, a lot of us sit at a computer desk all day, hunched over, typing in a keyboard. I know I'm one of them and my posture is ruined because of it. Not only that, people who sit in the car for hours and hours, and we take a deep dive into sleep. We talk all about mattresses, pillows, what's best for you and how to choose them. We talk about different sleeping positions, whether it's on your stomach, on your side, on your back, what's best, what's not. I'll just give you a little hint. I sleep on my stomach, and that is the worst possible way to sleep, of course, right? We touch on having a strong core and what that means, and she also gives little tips and tricks that we can do throughout the day to strengthen our posture and make it better and better and gradually achieve the posture that we want and our body actually really needs. Like I said, you might actually be amazed at how many things your posture actually affects. Like I said, this conversation was so eye-opening and Heather does a great job and giving all of us simple techniques that we can apply to our lives on a daily basis to get our posture going in the right direction. Let's have some fun and learn a lot along the way with the Good Posture Mama. Here is Heather Snyder Ippolito. So Heather, how are you doing this morning? Yeah, I'm pretty good. I um woke up at 4 30 with one of my kids <laughs> because Ooh. sometimes he wakes up at 4 30 it's a little rough Ooh. Otherwise, is everything good. okay yeah everything's fine oh good he just was ready to get up for the day well not me i was not yeah <laughs> <laughs> definitely not so no. Heather, where, where are you located are you you're a new yorker too right i am i well i lived in the city for a long time for 13 years but now i am on long island okay on long island an hour and a half out yeah 
Okay, cool. Yeah, I say I say two, as in like I'm a New Yorker. I'm in the, the I, Raleigh area, but uh, once a New Yorker, oh, always are? a New Yorker. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the Raleigh Durham area. I lived in North Carolina for three years. Whereabouts? I was in. My husband was in the military for three years, so okay. we were near Bragg, but we lived in Southern Pines. Oh wow! Which okay. is like by Pine. Yeah, it's like a yeah. very weird um, detour in my life. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's like, yeah. I think an hour and a half away from here. So, yeah. so not yeah. too far. So I used to come into Raleigh a lot. I, I, I don't know how I've gotten onto this pattern of, of interviewing people that are like in New York or from New York. Oh, or, yeah. yeah. We're, we're, we got a few in a row here. So yeah. I find that funny, but, uh, so yeah, I, I have a lot of questions for you today. I okay. think this is, um, it. This is a topic that I feel like is important to everybody and people mm-hmm. don't, I agree. yeah, and people don't really either think about it or they think about it and they forget about it. And then maybe even by the time they actually start to take it serious, it's too late. Maybe I don't know. I'll let you, I'll let you yep. talk about that. But, uh, yep. so we're going to talk about posture today. Yes, we <laughs> and are. This is super important. While I'm sitting here at a computer desk <laughs> that I do all day, yep. every day, and I feel like yep. I'm abusing my posture and it's getting worse. So first and foremost, let's go <clears throat> over you and your background and how you okay. got into this. Okay. So I was a dancer through my early life into college, a little bit after college. And then I, um, really wanted to get out of the dance world for a variety of reasons, but I wanted to do something with using my body and teaching people about their body. So I did a Pilates training and I became a Pilates teacher. And then I had an injury. I hurt my knee. Um, The doctors basically said, you know, go to PT. So I went to PT and that wasn't helping. Pilates wasn't helping. I did yoga, different kinds of therapy. I tried everything. And then somebody said, why don't you try the Alexander technique? And I said, I don't know what that is, but yeah, sure. Sounds great. Um, so what the Alexander technique is, is what, what I teach is it looks at your body in a completely holistic way. So instead of going to PT and someone focusing on your knee hurts, let's strengthen just around your knee. It looks at from head to toe. So from your feet, all the way up through your spine to the top of your head, it looks at your alignment. It focuses on that as sort of the number one. Uh, and then it, it looks at your movement patterns. So for me, when I went to this, this teacher, I thought I knew a lot at the time I was like 25 and I was convinced I knew everything, you know, about body stuff that I needed to know. And right away, she was like, your, your alignment is, is off and your hips are pressed forward and it's putting pressure on your knee. And I was like, what, how mm. do you see that? How can you see that? Um, so I went through a bunch of sessions with her completely healed my knee pain. And I was so fascinated by this work, but then I went to train in it. So that's kind of my intro into this sort of work. All this posture stuff is because I had an injury and nothing helped except looking at my alignment and my posture. That's awesome. Great. Because so many people go like the route of like a quick fix or a surgery or something like that, where you actually found the answer. That is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I like to talk about the word posture first, because when people think about posture, they think of holding a static position. I think that's sort of the general idea of it. Like, oh, let me fix my posture and then you fix it. And and then what? So I use the word posture because it's such an easy word for people to understand, but really what it is and what I think of posture as is it's how you use your body every day long, every day, all day, how you're walking, sitting, standing, sitting at your desk. Um, 
it's how you're, how you are in your body. So it's not a static thing because you're, we're constantly moving. Even just the fact that we're breathing all the time, our body is, is in some kind of motion all the time, even if we're sitting at a desk all day. So first the idea of posture, I just want to kind of address that. It's, it's, think of it as what you're doing with your body every day. So it's not about standing a certain way. So yes, there is an alignment we want to be in. Yes, we want our spines to be lengthened, but that's in all the things that we do, even sleeping. This mm. is a whole other conversation. <laughs> but so for, that's the first thing I think for people to um, understand. It's that it's, it's, a, it's a constant learning when you're trying to shift postural habits because we all have these habits we've had forever and it's just like any other habit you have, you know, you can't change it and then you're done. It's the opposite of a quick fix. It's your, you know, you have to be working on it all the time. And maybe that's a little bit every day, you know, maybe that's a little bit every day until all of a sudden, oh, you're just doing it more every day. You know, it's that kind of a thing. So I always like to address that first because the word posture can, so many different ideas can come up in somebody's head when you say that. I love where this is going. And I love that you just said sleeping because I have like questions here and not one of them was sleeping related. Not one of them had to do with a mattress. Not like, Mm -hmm. okay, now I have more questions about that because I, (laughs) because you're right. Like my mind immediately went to like standing, sitting, like all that kind of stuff. I didn't even think about Mm -hmm. sleeping. Okay. Wow. All right. So I got more questions Mm -hmm. and I want to, maybe you have kind of uh, numbers on this. Like how many people would you say like a, the percentage like deal with some kind of a posture quote unquote posture issue. It's a good question. I don't have a percentage, but just from living in the world, almost everybody does, unless you are consciously working on it or you have worked on it and you just got it now because of the, the way that we live now, you know, we're on computers. Um, it starts with school though. This, the chairs that we generally are asked to sit in, in school are not great for helping you sit the correct way. So right there is like this huge red flag that, you know, drives me crazy that the way that we're asking kids to sit is not great. So how do you expect to ask a kid to sit in this chair all day that has, so if you can picture this, um, like those chairs with the, like a curved back, so I got right now. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They're, they're asking you to slump into it. So mm-hmm. if a kid is slumping in a chair all day, well, that's, that's not going to go well. Is that being addressed at all with schools or no? I think it's gotten, I think it's some places it's gotten better. I think that, um, I see some chairs now that are more like flat backed, but it's still, it's still an issue. So you said flat back. <clears throat> so is that something okay, we should so, look for? Well, Oh, no, no. It's a little bit different with adults that are trying to correct something. So okay. that's, we'll, we can talk about that. But so the idea is that you ask how many people are dealing with this. I would say most people, because mm. growing up, we haven't been given help with it. And think about this. If you're, if you're imitating your parents, guardians, people in your life, that's how we learn a lot of things. So Hopefully my best friend won't listen to this, but she's always my best example. So my best friend growing up, we've known each other since we were, you know, two. Um, she's always had pretty terrible posture. She has, um, she has like some extra flexibility in her joints, which can create some postural issues if you kind of sink into all of your 
flexible joints. Um, so you can just kind of try to imagine that. So she, she's really kind of sunken in and her spine is really compressed. I've talked to her about it for years. She's only so, so interested in changing it. Okay. So fast forward, she has three kids. The kids are now getting a little bit older. I think the um, kids are like nine and one um, and then 14. They have the same exact pattern as her. It's fascinating to me because they're watching her. That's their example. And her husband has a little bit of that same pattern. So that's their example. And so they all have kind of adopted that in their bodies. So there are a lot of factors to, to growing up and then discovering, oh, my body is, my back hurts, my neck hurts, what's going on? And, and just finding that you have this different compression in your body, but you don't know why. Because poor posture, I'll use those two together. Poor posture is compression in your spine. It's, it's, it's the same thing. So if you are slumping down in some way, just, you know, imagine slumping your shoulders, your lower back, whatever, your spine, which is, you know, elongated in, you know, when we're toddlers. And ideally, if you look at a skeleton, you have this long spine, it's got little curves in it, natural mm. curves, but it, it's basically a lengthened up spine that gets smushed. It gets bend it over. It gets, it's, you know, very compromised. So that compression in the spine leads to pain. It can also lead to more severe issues with your back and your spine. When people talk about herniated discs, it started with poor posture somewhere. Mm. It started with some kind of compression of the spine. You know, sometimes you'll hear, all I did was bend over and lift something up. And then my back went out. It's, it's like, it's been set up for that moment. That doesn't happen out of nowhere. It's, you know, it's all accumulating over years and years and years. There's because when you have compression in the spine and poor posture, you don't have good core strength. Mm. You don't have good um, back strength. You know, your muscles are compromised. So it's sort of like this big snowball effect. So it starts early and then it kind of turns into more problems when you grow up. Yeah, this was, reminds me back in December when I was getting the fake Christmas tree out of my garage and I lifted <laughs> down by the stand and I grabbed it, tweaked my back. I, it, yeah. it was hurting for uh, 10 to 14 days, probably. So, yeah. God damn. And yeah, so there's so there's so many directions I want to go with this. So right I now know. when I'm sitting and I, <laughs> yeah. a lot of times when I'm sitting, I'm like, oh, oh, I catch myself. I'm like, okay, yep. sit up, sit up straight. And I'd say for about 20 or 30 seconds, I actually focus on that. And then when my mm -hmm. mind goes elsewhere, whether I'm yep. driving or I'm working or whatever, it sinks right back to where I was. Um, I imagine this is very common for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, what, what is some way where we can keep mm -hmm. this top of mind to keep sitting straight and having proper posture. So let's just talk about sitting from the bottom up. The first and most important thing when sitting is that you need to be right on top of your sit bones. So I'm going to describe that since I'm, you know, we're on a podcast and I'm not showing it, but if so, whoever is listening and you want to play around with it, if you are sitting on a chair right now, put your hands underneath, like really underneath your butt, basically, and you can feel these bony structures right underneath your butt. That's the, if you're sitting, that's the bottom of your spine. It's like when you're standing, you stand on your feet. When you sit, you're kind of standing on those bones a bit. So you want to be right on top of them. So if you round your back, like slump back, 
if you slump back, you'll see that those bones are not, you're not right on them anymore. Mm -hmm. They're kind of dipped mm -hmm. forward a little bit. Mm -hmm. If you went the opposite, which isn't very common, but if you kind of pitched yourself all the way forward, the bones would be in a, you know, the opposite direction. You want to be right on top of them. So you can't lengthen your spine if you're not sitting directly on them. It just won't work. So that's sort of the first thing. If you're not on them, if you're, if you're kind of slumping back in a chair, you can't lift the top up if the bottom is still pulled kind of under you. Okay. So I'll, I know you're what, playing around with it. Do you, does that yeah, make sense I for am. you while yeah, you're playing around with it right now? hundred percent. Okay. <laughs> because I, I, my biggest issue is like leaning forward to type on my keyboard. Um, yeah. and I imagine so, that's so once probably you have, yeah. Once you have the bottom, then we can talk about the top. Mm. So it, it depends on what people are doing. If you are sitting in the chair all day, it's not going to be easy to just, okay, now I'm going to sit on my sit bones and I'll just lengthen up and no big deal. You're, the muscles will be tired. They'll be working more. And that's good. We want the muscles to be working more, but you'll feel muscles you haven't felt in a while and you'll get tired. And like you said, you'll forget because if you're working, you focus on your work and you know posture stuff is out the window. So there are a couple of things to do. One option that I definitely like if you're first starting to make these changes is to get some kind of support behind the chair. So for you, it, um, it'll be a little bit different because of what you're talking about. So I'm not talking to you right now. I'm talking to okay. everybody else out there, okay. <laughs> but, but we'll talk about that in a second. Cause you're leaning forward. So if, but if someone can really kind of sit in their chair and have their back on some part of the chair, and then maybe they're typing or reading, or, you know, it depends on what they're doing for work. You can get some kind of support behind you that you can lean into a little bit. So like if you had something behind your chair, and I don't mean something tiny, I mean something like um, a rolled up towel that had a little bit of, you know, depth to it. Or, you know, if somebody has like a yoga mat or a big pillow or, you know, that kind of a thing. So you put it behind, not your lower back, your upper back. Mm. Yeah. So your upper back because you want to be lengthening up so that you have, yeah, exactly like you just did. I just saw Ryan lengthen his whole spine up. So let's say that you lengthen your whole spine up. That's going to be work in your mid to upper back to stay there. It's going to get tiring. But if you have something behind you, you can lean back, but still keep the length. That's kind of the key. So you're on your sit bones. You're lengthening up, up through your spine. You lean back a little bit. So you have the support but then you're responsible for thinking of lengthening up through your back and your, like your head, like a string coming out the top of your head kind of thing, or, you know, some image of something coming out the top of your head. You are responsible for that part. There's, there's nothing you can really do that will take the work completely away from you. Like I said, you know, it's not a quick fix. So mm. like people, there are those, um, I forgot what they're called. Those like, they're posture things that people are selling now and you strap them around your back. I, I was going to ask you about to. that. I have one. Yeah. yeah. So the thing about those is it's a, it's a good reminder, but yeah. it can't do all of it mm. because you could still slump in it. You really can, but it's a good reminder. All those things I think of are good reminders, but there's something wrong with a good reminder. You know, if there's a tool that will help you, um, remember to lengthen back up. There's a, there's a company actually that's sending me one of those little, like those alerts that go on your back when you slump. I'm fascinated to try one of those things. That would drive me nuts because it'd be all yeah, day. Yeah, I know. We'll, we'll see how that goes. Um, but it's a reminder, but it can't do all the work for you. It can remind you to lift back up and remind you to lengthen up through your whole spine. Um, but, it, you know, 
you really have to be the one to stay there, make sure you're using their muscles, make sure you're breathing. It's very easy for people to lift up tall and then stop breathing because mm. when you get into a new position, people tend to hold it. That's a whole other sort of, you know, tangent we could go on about changing these things and not um, tensing it and, you know, bracing yourself there. You're known as the good posture mama. So yes. I'm going to, I'm going to say you're a master <laughs> at this craft, but this is a craft. Yeah. that sounds like you continually work on daily. Yeah. So it's not just people who struggle. It's even the masters of this that you have to continuously well, work. Yeah, on. I so. have two little kids now, so I may not have thought about it that much five years ago, but now, I mean, I'm like running after little people and grabbing my daughter before she like climbs on this thing. That's really dangerous. And, um, Sometimes I throw myself out of my good alignment just to grab her and save her. And I recognize it right away. I'm like, ah, yeah, I know I did that because I just had to grab her, but that didn't feel that great because I wasn't using myself really well. You know, there are moments where I'm definitely thrown out of it. Um, but yeah, now I have more challenges in my life. Inter you know, these little people challenge me staying in my own little Zen, happy, aligned place. Um, so yeah, there's, you know, it's a constant thing, but the good news, because people get discouraged by this, if you work on it every day, a little bit, I always start with work on it for set a timer because we all have smartphones now, right? I mean, what's the best way to have something kind of invade your brain and your space, get, put an alarm on it, you know? So maybe once an hour, set a little timer, write whatever you want lengthen up? How's your posture? Are you breathing? You know, whatever, just to kind of break you out of whatever zone you're in and work on it for five minutes. You know, if you did five minutes an hour and it doesn't have to be, it could just be during your work hours, you know, whatever works for you, you have to make it accessible. You have to make it so it's realistic. Otherwise people won't do it and it, it won't work. I mean, we're all busy, you know, this won't change overnight. So if people do it five minutes every hour, or even if you did it five minutes every other hour, it will get better. And then maybe you end up doing it for 10 minutes every hour. And then maybe you start catching yourself automatically because you're getting used to the better positioning of your body and it feels better. I mean, mm -hmm. ideally it starts to feel better. And that's the goal. If someone's having neck and back pain and they start lengthening up their spine, it should feel better. And hopefully that feeling better will inspire you to, to keep at it. But it does start to become natural after you've done it for a while. It really does. So I don't want people to feel like you have to work on it intensely forever. That's not the case. Okay. In the beginning, no. you know, you need some more awareness. That is encouraging because like I said, like I, I'll remind myself and I forget yep. and I remember so yep. that it's just a cycle. So that's, that's encouraging. And and while I'm here, you know, I'm practicing mm -hmm. the moves that you're saying and everything. Yep. The one thing we haven't covered is like feet. How should my feet yes. be? Should, should my feet be touching the floor? How should I Yeah. Look? Ideally both feet grounded on the floor is best. It's not always possible. So and it's, it's, it doesn't mean it has to be that way, but it is, it's easiest if you have both feet on the floor Sit bones down on the chair and lengthening up through your spine. If your foot is back or you're moving around on the chair, there's something wrong with that. I think it just makes it a little bit harder to, to find it. So ideally both feet on the ground. Okay. And 
a question that I have is at some point, is this not reversible? Like, is there a point where it's like, you've yeah. gone too far and you're just like, your yeah. posture is jacked. You can't fix this or what? Kind of. I mean, there's always something that can be better. Like if, if someone is, let's say there's, I see someone that's 80 years old. They've been in this sort of hunched over position for a really long time. It can get better, but there is probably calcification in the bone and like bones, like bones, bones grow to kind of help you not fall over. You know? <laughs> so if that's the case, that part won't change, mm. but it doesn't mean that nothing can change, but yeah, you're not going to go from that to like, Oh my God, one year of work and I have a nice lengthened spine. Yeah. There is a point of no return a little bit, which is why it's important to work on it earlier. I mean, as soon as you are aware of it, basically. Yeah. That's, that's great information. Cause you don't want people thinking like I can focus on this later when I'm not busy or, yeah. you know, something and, else. And because there could be more injury. I mean, you don't want to get a herniated disc. You mm. don't sciatica. A lot of people deal with that. That sucks. You know, there's all kinds of things with our bodies that could be helped if we focus on how we were using our bodies in a, in a better way. So from your expertise, what are some more common causes besides sitting at a desk or perhaps even mm -hmm. sleeping wrong? What, what else do you see people are doing that are just contribute to this issue? Well, I mean, with smartphones now and tablets, there's so much looking forward and down. Mm. Um, so that's, and that's, I mean, more than that wasn't a thing when I first started this work, you know, it's <laughs> definitely a thing now and I see it in younger kids. So that that's a little scary too, because it, I mean, kids are so young, you know, like a seven-year-old whose um, posture is starting to sort of like crumble a little bit and be really compromised. They're so tiny. So, you know, the looking down at the screen. So what I recommend for that, I mean, we have our screens are part of life. Sure. Ideally use your screen less, but really we're going to use our screen. So what do you do? So if I have, if I let my son use an iPad, I make sure he can only use it when he's sitting at a desk. So he sits at a desk and we have one of those iPad stands and it's right in front of him. So it's on a desk in front of his face eye level. So he's not looking down. So things like that, you can, you can shift just how you're using it. So if your kid is going to be on an iPad, just get them, make, make them use it at a table like that. Like in our house, that's the rule of iPads. You have to be at a table mm -hmm. to play on your iPad. Um, phones are a little trickier because they're handheld, but, and I fall into this, this is where I fall into this, um, this trap a little bit is I'll be on my phone and I'm looking down for a while and I'm like, ah, my neck is getting tight, right? Because I'm holding my phone down in front of my face. Like that's the one I really fall into. Um, and so I just lift it up as much as I can. So it might feel really weird at first to lift your phone up in front of your face and hold it there, but it's better. It's better for you. And there are different ways to do that. Sometimes I'll lift my knee up and put my elbow on my knee and hold my, you know, screen up in front of my face, things like that. It doesn't have to be all the time, but the more you can change it up and not be in the same head down position, the better it will be. So that's definitely something going on in our culture right now. Yeah. That's a, I mean, that's just Huge. ginormous. Yeah. 
What yeah. about driving? Cause we all, a lot of us drive, yeah. I won't say we all, but a lot of us drive. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, like when I take a road trip and I drive up to New York, it's like 10 hours or whatever. And I'm just yeah. like, a lot of times I'm realizing like, uh, I better sit up straight. So yeah. how bad is driving so, for you? And uh, how can we fix that as well? It's a similar thing as sitting in a chair. So first of all, all car seats are different. Some are better than others. Um, like some have less of a scoop seat. Like the scoop seat is not great for anything like chairs, New York city subway scoop seats, horrible, like anything that scoops like that. So what I recommend in a car is same thing. Get on your sit bones, scoot all the way back in the chair, get on your sit bones, and then you can work on lengthening your spine and you might need something behind your back. Mm. Like I have something, this actually, what I used to do is just put a little rolled up towel and that was really comfortable. Then someone, a company sent me this thing for, in the car and you just kind of wrap it around your seat so that I just don't have to take it in and out. And I lean on that and it just kind of, again, like the back of the chair, it forces you to have something there that you lean against. You're not going to sink into the seat. So that again, every car seat is different. Some have a bigger curve. I don't know why they make them like this still. It's not good for your body. Um, I think some are getting better, but it really depends on the car. So I would look at the seat that you're in and look at it and say, okay, does this really curve a lot? If it does, you're definitely going to need something behind your back to help you not curve into it. Because when you go into that curve, you lift your arms up, your arms are up the whole time. They're on the steering wheel. Just imagine your arms are up, your shoulders are rounded, you're curved forward, Mm -hmm. your neck and shoulders do all the work in that driving. You don't want that. So you want to have your sit bones down, length and spine. Maybe you can only get the length and spine when you have you know, a towel or some pillow or something behind your back, then you lift your arms up and with your nice length and spine, it'll be more comfortable. Mm. So it's a similar thing with cars. And the theme is that for sitting, at least you want to be on your sit bones and you want to have a length and spine. Then the question is, okay, well, how do I get there? If my chair has, like if you're sitting in an office chair that has some support, you might not need that much behind your back. If you have an office chair that is no support, you might need a lot that you bring in yourself. You know, again, every chair is different. Mm-hmm. But again, a chair can't do it for you. There are just better chairs and worse chairs. <laughs> okay. But no chair is going to lengthen your spine for you. And so there's probably people that are driving listening to this that are like, I want what yeah. she got. Do yes. you want to promote do you want to promote that? Do you want to say what product? I'm happy to is? share it. I have to look up the name of it actually, because I'm not I'm not like selling it or anything. I just they sent it to me and I liked it. I think it's the like the better back chair or something. Okay, great. And um, then now, now that, I'll we, find uh, it. I can. Yeah, please do. If, if yeah. you remember what it is, say it. And I could always put the link in the show notes so people can scroll yeah. down and click on I'm it. Looking, I'm just looking on my. Yeah, take your time. I think people right would now love to know I did this. a little promo for that. Let me find it. It's pretty cool. I, I was a little skeptical when they first sent it to me. And I was like, I actually quite like this. I mean, if we have um, an expert like you that likes it, that I think that says something. Yeah. It's, well, you know, one thing that's been nice about having my Instagram account is that people send me lots of interesting things. And some well, of them I'm have doing been it wrong then. Cause I'm not, horrible. I haven't got anything yet. What? <laughs> so I'm, I'm doing it wrong. I want people, someone send me something yeah, cool. Well, you know, I'm in a field where people are trying to, it's, you know, like the quick fix posture stuff. And again, mm-hmm. I, I think if it's a tool, there's nothing wrong with it. Mm-hmm. If it helps you get there. 
as you scroll, please keep going. Is there products that are like, this is a scam. Just to throw this out. This does not work. That comes to mind. Um, trying to think of a specific product that I might think is a scam. Or just like, don't stop doing this. Everyone does this. It's not working. Don't do this. I'm going to have to find out later. I can't find it. Um, well, let's put it this way. I don't think like those strap things and the, like the little buzzer thing that somebody's sending me. And I don't think those are scams, but I think the way that they're talking about them is not fair. It's not accurate. It's misleading because they're Mm -hmm. saying they're going to fix your posture and the pictures they have are somebody slumped over and then somebody with this beautiful lengthened spine. Mm -hmm. And there's no way that product did that. There's just no way it did that. So that's my issue with those. So I wouldn't, I, I don't think the product is a scam. I think the product can be a tool on your way towards shifting something, but it's not going to do what they promote and it's not going to fix your posture like those words you know yeah so and that but that goes for any of those things i don't think any of them are i don't know i don't think i've come across anything that was a total scam i've been sent things like different pillows for different things i just don't i don't really get it like i don't know what this is about but that that's sort of a different thing (laughs) i cannot wait we're going to touch on sleep here soon because i cannot i'm so happy you brought that up but for someone for someone that's sitting at a desk Mm -hmm. like me all day every day um a lot of us are stuck in meetings and we can't get up but you know i I think anybody like you would recommend just get up as much as you can you know yes i was gonna Mm -hmm. say at what point am I looking at the clock and I'm just like, okay, it's been so-and-so hours or so-and-so time. I need to get out. What, how long is too long to be sitting down? I mean, if you can get up every hour, that's great. If you've been sitting for three hours and you haven't moved at all, Mm -hmm. that's a pretty long time to just be in one position. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are options though, if you're sitting and you can't get up, like let's say you're in a meeting, well, I guess it depends on if you're on zoom or not, but or a phone call or something. If no one's looking at you, let's put it that way. You could stretch. You could do stretches while you're sitting. You can lengthen up your spine. You could stretch your arms above your head, stretch your arms side to side. You can, um, you could sit in a chair and even stretch down to your feet and get a hamstring stretch. There are things you can do at your desk. So it doesn't necessarily have to be, if you can't get up, you don't have to take a walk. I mean, that would be great if you can get up and move your whole body. But if you can't, there's lots of things you can do at your desk. So the idea is just to move. See, you lifted yourself up there. I saw that. <laughs> it's, I know. It's, 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 so also, depending on your people's personality, everyone's different. I, I like the smartphone thing to remind you to get that length, but some people might appreciate like a sticker on their computer screen, mm-hmm. like a post-it note or something. I had one client that did that. She'd post-it notes. And it worked for a week and then she covered it up with a million other posts. And so, <laughs> like you have to know what will work. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So I, I have, um, uh, I have an Apple watch right here and I do use mm-hmm. reminders constantly for things that yeah. I do forget. I love I can, reminders. That's a great, cause it's going to tap yeah. tap, you know, it's like, okay. Yeah. It, it's just exactly, exactly. Yeah. And then, and then the idea is lengthen up. Don't forget about it. See if you can maintain that while you're doing whatever work you're doing for the next five minutes. Yeah, this is that's a, that's a great habit to build. Yeah. It's this all this is, is habit changing. I mean, mm. if we just break it down, we're just changing habits because eventually at, at one point it was just a habit to slump over. Mm. Like when you, 
maybe when you were a teenager, you know, you got into a habit of slumping over. That's very common too when you're a teenager because, you know, our bodies are growing and changing and people aren't always comfortable with that. So you kind of hunch over a little bit, protect yourself, kind of hide. Um, it's shifting out of a habit. But if you've been doing that for 20 years after that, it's not so easy to just get out of the habit. But it really was just the habit you got into at some point. It'll just take more work getting out of it. I love that you're breaking this down and, and simplifying this. Um, what are, so besides like looking at you and seeing your, mm-hmm. I don't know how terrible your posture is or whatever, what are yeah. some things that people might not realize that a bad posture actually affects? Digestion and breathing. So imagine that somebody is really hunched forward. So if you hunch forward and maybe everybody wants to, you know, try it for a second, you're scrunching all of your organs. <laughs> I mean, you can feel it. You're kind of like you're smushing them. Mm. So that's not going to be very effective digestion because they're being smushed. I mean, it's sort of like a very obvious common sense thing if you think about it, but we probably don't think about, oh, maybe my organs need the space that they were meant to have to do the work they're supposed to do. Um, Breathing too, if you're hunched over and you're kind of closed in in your chest, your breathing will probably be a lot more shallow than if your chest was open and you were, um, you know, kind of relaxed with a, that lengthened spine. And then you probably will take some deeper breaths if you have the room mm. for your lungs and your diaphragm, you know, for them to expand. So those are two big ones because the most common thing is for people to hunch forward. Mm-hmm. That's why I say those because mm-hmm. that's, Sort of the number one thing. And I feel like people always use the term strength and core, strength and core. Mm-hmm. One, how important do you see that is? And two, like, can you explain exactly what that is and what that means? Because like, yeah. you know, I, I go to the gym, I'm into fitness. I do ab exercises. Does that necessarily mm-hmm. mean I'm strengthening my core or is that just mean I'm strengthening my abs? Like what's the difference? That's a good question. I like that question. No one's ever asked me that. Okay. So core strength is really important. But before we talk about, you know, doing ab stuff at the gym, if you are, let's say that you're kind of slumped over a lot, you're walking around through your life slumped over, then you go to the gym and you work your abs and then you get up and you leave the gym and you slump back over. So true core strength is happens when you're in the position we're meant to be in with like your spine long, then you can really get kind of get everything working there. So if you practice lengthening up through your spine, you should feel your abdominals engage. You should feel muscles in your back work that have not worked in a long time. So you could go through life without doing a single crunch at the gym and have a strong core because you were sitting well, standing well, all of those things. So your core doesn't have to be worked hard at the gym to make it strong. If you do all the things we're talking about, those muscles will work. And there's nothing wrong with going and strengthening it. I, I mean, I work out a lot. Like you can go to the gym and strengthen your core more, but the number one thing is in real life, like in your daily life, being in a position where your core is naturally working. Mm. 
so that that's sort of the, the difference when you know people say I, um you know i really want to strengthen my core i'm like great let's look at how you're standing first because if somebody is slumped forward or somebody is um maybe let's see if people can picture this so if somebody's hips are pushed forward like their pelvis is pushed forward your belly sticks out so mm-hmm. You know, I see that a lot more with women than men, definitely that specific pattern. Um, so like hips are pushed forward, belly sticks out. People want to work those muscles, but when, when you shift it into a more lengthened spine, your belly goes in automatically because your whole back and spine is going up. So it's like, first, let's get you in the position where your belly's not going to be popping out like that. Then you can work on strengthening your core. But it's like, if you ignore the, to me, everything is about that, that spine. If you ignore that and you just go to strengthen the, the abs, you're just missing a big piece. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah. It makes complete sense. I, okay. I love how this is what I thought. And then some, how posture Yay. affects basically everything. It does. It's everything. Kind of everything. Yeah. I wonder how many people are listening to this. What's that kid saw? Like the knee bones connected to the hip bone yeah. and all this or whatever it was. Like yeah. people are probably singing yeah. that right now because it's like, yeah. that's it's so all, true. Yeah. Um, so speaking of like exercise and going to the gym. So is there uh, an exercise that you would recommend people to do like at the gym or when working out? You're like, hey, this is a really good move to actually strengthen your cores or anything you think of? To strengthen your core specifically or yeah, yeah, like all of this stuff. Uh, I mean, I love plank pose because it strengthens your core, your arms, your back, your legs, all of it. If you okay. do a good plank with good alignment, um, what is it good kind alignment? Of gets all that stuff. How do how do I know I have good yeah. alignment and a plank? Okay, okay, so I'll answer that, but then it's good to go and find some videos of people doing good planks and bad planks, as I can't show you right now. But you want your head mm-hmm. and your heels to be in a long line. Okay. Um, what I see a lot is people will kind of drop their butt and their belly down mm. and instead of lifting and really engaging their core. Okay. So, so I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to post this Instagram post. So we're, we're talking okay. like this, right? So yes. you're like this, yes. not like this or yep. this. Yeah. Like so sometimes this. people will be too much in their shoulders. These are the shoulders. They'll be too much in their shoulders. So they're kind of hunching their shoulders forward in their plank to hold okay. them there. You don't want mm-hmm. that. You want it to be a nice long line. You don't want, I, I can't. Oh, there you go. Okay. Yeah, you don't want you that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you don't want that. You don't we're want using your hands. Down so your people plank. that yeah. are listening, we're using our hands. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, you don't want your belly dipping down. Cause then you're not really working your core. You got to lift those abdominals so that you're like this. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's a good plank right there. Okay. And is it the same thing for push-ups? Yes. Okay. Push-ups are, yeah, push-ups are hard. Oh, they're, that's the thing that I'm always working on, right? Alignment and push-ups. Yeah, push-ups are hard because you want to make sure that, yes, you're in that same lengthened position, but you're not up in your, your shoulders a lot. Like I see a lot of scrunching up in the shoulders mm-hmm. because push-ups are hard. So they, you know, mm-hmm. people will go down and they're all scrunched up here. Um, so one thing that I find helpful in push-ups is to think about your neck really lengthening up and out of your head. Like think of your head lengthening to the wall that you're, it's facing, you know, mm-hmm. your, the, whatever wall it's towards so that you don't pull the shoulders and neck in to do your, like, you know, a scrunched up push up. Okay. Um, Cause then you just end up strengthening your neck and your shoulders in a way that you don't want. It's not worth it to try to get all the way down to the ground if you're doing it badly. 
Okay. Form is always number one over how many of anything you do. Yeah. I, cause when I do go to the gym, you know, you see like the bicep curls and, and the, the preacher curls and stuff. And one thing yeah. I try to focus on to use my core, tighten it yep. and keep yep. my elbows locked yes. and like my back straight. There's so many yep. people that try to do the extra 10 to 20 pounds that are just jacking oh it back. I'm like, Oh my God, your back's going to be thrown out. It drives me yeah, crazy. That's my biggest pet peeve at the gym. When I see people with a, doing a bicep curl and they just fling it up and like, <laughs> just because they want to get that weight. I'm like, Oh God, Oh God, please don't hurt yourself. I've, I've right had now. that. And so one thing that I, I kind of, I'm going to use myself as an example multiple times mm-hmm. of this. So one thing I've had a few times is where I've done pull-ups and mm-hmm. I feel like, uh, I feel a twinge or a pot or something in my like neck area. Like it's a nerve or something. Oh, like I just pinched a nerve or something. Does it hurt? Know. Um, it doesn't necessarily hurt, but I feel it. And then the next day I can't move my neck. I'm stuck. Whoa. Like I pinched a nerve or whatever. Yeah. Um, is, is I, I, I will have that often. Like my neck will be tight and stuff. And so like, is it my neck connected to my shoulders or is my shoulders connected to my neck? What is the main yeah. root of, of that? So I'm guessing just for you, because I can see you, I'm guessing because you tend to mm-hmm. like lose that length a little bit, that mm-hmm. you probably have a lot of extra tension in your neck and shoulders that, yeah hopefully will go away one day when you work on this, it just doesn't need to be there. Okay. So there might be something in there that's just um, really tight or mm-hmm. just overworking because that's the other thing that happens when you, let's say you're, you know, someone's in a pattern of slumping forward, they're not the neck and shoulders overwork so much to try to keep you from falling over. I mean, that's what our muscles do when you're not, I mean, it sounds so silly, but if you're not in um, the alignment that our spine is meant to be in, your the muscles around whatever's going on have to work so much harder to keep mm-hmm. you upright. So I imagine that you're probably tight in your neck and shoulders and yeah. they're, they, you know, they could use a little bit more, they could use some relief. And the more that you lengthen up, it'll strengthen your core, your mid, your like mid to upper back, that will work more. And okay. your neck can calm down a little bit, basically. Okay. Okay. It won't be as tight if the appropriate muscles are working. Now I want to talk about, um, weight gain. I imagine it's kind of almost the same thing, right? The more weight you gain, the more pressure and strain you're putting on, on your muscles and joints. Yeah. I mean, it's more, yeah, it's more weight on your joints. Um, I mean, if somebody is in good alignment, then it won't matter so much, but if somebody is, has a compressed spine and is kind of hunched forward in some way, yeah, then it's the more weight you have, the more weight just pulls on your your joints and yeah, it's, it's, it's harder. It's, it's harder to, to shift that when there's more weight that you have to move. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I mean, obviously America has a huge weight issue, so I can imagine how much that affects everyone's posture on top of everything else too. Yeah. It's hard. It's like you're holding up a lot of weight and that's exhausting. I'm, um, there's a, there's a lot going through my head right now, how posture affects everything. Like when I stand in line, let's just say I'm, in, uh, I'm standing in line for like 20 minutes mm-hmm. and I start leaning to my left and then reading, leaning to my right. Do you ever do that? Is that like, okay. Or is it like, don't do that. Um, it's okay. I, you know, I don't really do it much anymore. I was in, I was had such a bad habit of leaning to one side for years of my life. And then when I started doing this work, I really, I tend to just stand on both feet, but then like, if I'm waiting for a while, I do get a little bit bored. So mm-hmm. I'll, I do move a little bit. I mean, 
I'll, I'll stretch my calves if I'm in a line, like I'll do weird stuff, but, uh, no, it's good. <laughs> um, I think that if you're shifting from side to side, at least get both sides, you know, okay. yeah. like try not to just hang out on one side because you mm. hang out on one side. It really throws off your alignment. Ideally stand on both of your feet, you know, stand on both of your feet. Waiting in the line is a good time to focus on your, your posture, stand on both feet, lengthen up through your spine. Think of like whatever it is, the string at the top of your head, or sometimes I like to think of like a balloon coming out the top of your head because it's a very light image. I don't want, you know, you don't want to pull up more like a floating up um, so that you don't tense while you're doing it. It's a good time to do that. But if you're going to shift to side to side, just do both. And then the problem that people have too is while they wait in line, they get bored, they pull up their phones and they're looking straight down. Uh, and yes. neck is yeah, I'm totally guilty of that too. And again, pull out your phone, just try to lift it up in front of your face. Even if you look weird, it's better for your neck. You'll probably... I mean, people will probably might look over because everyone's (laughs) used to look, you know, you look down at your phone, right? Right. Um, But your neck will feel and look better if you bring your phone up a little bit to you. And what about standing desks? Are you a big fan of those? I like them. Yeah, I do. I mean, I think that you might want an option. I know some you can stand and then move it down so you can sit. Mm -hmm. It might be a lot for some people to stand all the time, but I think the option is great. And I like what, that. what about those? Um, it, it's a, like a computer chair where it's like the, 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 bo- the ball. ball. Yeah. Yeah. The balls are great. They're great. The reason is they force you to be on your sit bones. You can't slouch very easily in a bouncy ball. The idea is to get on those sit bones. So I like those. Maybe I'll get one of those then. Yeah. Those are good. Like, uh, like you said, you know, none of these are a fix all, but if they're exactly. good tools, but, but they help. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. great. And you can get the ball and then use it for a little bit and then get your chair back and, you know, change them up. Yeah, no, that's a really they good help. They, they kind of force you to be on your, on it a little bit more. Like you can't slack off on a ball really. No, yeah, that, that's great. Yeah. I, I'm glad I'm asking you stuff before people go, you know, spend hundreds of dollars on these yeah. things. It's good to know this. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So I'm going to get into sleeping a little bit. I'm very, okay, very interested now, now that you brought this up. Is there, yeah. I know everybody is different, so it's hard to answer this. Is there yeah. um, a, a better mattress for people as far as like um, firm or soft? Would you have like a recommendation like, hey, this is generally better for somebody? It's hard with the mattresses because everybody is so different. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, if you, there's a lot of online mattress stores now, so you can like have your mattress sent to you and, you know, people aren't lying on them as much in a store. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you can lie on a mattress, you want to be able to lie on your back, not have your back sink down too much. You certainly shouldn't feel any pain. Um, but I think that, I think the the bigger thing is I want to talk about the different sleep positions and what's yes, better I'm for you. Ask and what, you that too. Yep. Um, because yep. it kind of, it plays into that a little bit because. All right, let's talk about the positions first and then we'll, we'll come back to that and I'll, I'll tell you why. So, okay. okay. If you're sleeping on a bed, there's, there's positions that's terrible for you, the best for you, and then like workable. Okay. So yep. the yep. worst thing you can do is lie on your stomach. It's that's the worst position you can be in. That's it's, what I do. <laughs> compressing it's compressing your spine um there are some things if you're a um if you're a stomach sleeper and there's no way you can sleep any other way 
then there are things you can buy, like something you put under your belly so that you're lifted up a little bit more. I there do there that. are always things. I okay, do that's that. good. Okay. Good. Yeah. So that's the other thing. That's sort of like the, the little asterisk here. Sometimes the way you sleep is so ingrained, you cannot change it. Uh, I'm that way a little bit. It, it's you're not going to change the way you sleep. So there are things you can do to help. But just in case there are people out here that that they can change it and it's not a big deal for them. That's why I'm saying what's better and, you know, not so great. So on your, on your belly, not great. If you are committed to that and you can't shift it, there are things that you can do to put something underneath your chest, your belly, so that it lifts up your back. So your back is not in a compressed place all night. Cause that's what happens. It, it, your, your spine pushes down towards your belly and then you have a, some of that compression all night long. So if I can hold, hold you there for a second. So sometimes yeah. if I realize like maybe I fall off my pillow that's under my stomach or yeah. I don't have it or something like that, mm-hmm. I feel like my lower back, I might wake up. My lower back feels a little strained because my head is up on the pillow yeah. and my back is like down. Yeah. So I feel exactly. like, it's, yeah, it's really in a weird it's position. It's like that push-up position we were talking about when your belly goes down, you're sleeping yes. like that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It's not great. So the next best position is on your side. Okay. So a few thoughts about on your side, but let's go to your, your back first. The best way you could sleep is on your back with your legs elevated over something, a pillow, a bolster, whatever, because then that gives your back the most room to just release during the night Okay. and not have any strain on it. The best way to sleep. I can't sleep like that. So I am telling you that's the best way to sleep, but I cannot sleep like that. (laughs) So, but if you're someone that sleeps on your back or can shift how you sleep easily, that is the best way. Like there's no question, a pillow under your head, not too thick, just one that gives you a little bit of support. You don't want a super thick pillow if you're on your back. So a thinnish pillow um, with your legs elevated over something. Okay, so if you're on your side, you need a thicker pillow because now the pillow is going between your shoulder and your ear. So there's more space there that you have to fill. Mm. If you have, the, I've been, I, I've been playing around with lots of different pillows and things. This is wonderful because sort of I yeah. have been too, and I haven't yet really found it. So yeah. I, I real quick, I got um, my fiance and I got the purple pillow a few months ago. Oh, I've heard of that. I haven't tried it. We actually, the reviews are outstanding. So I don't want to yeah. say anything negative. We don't think yeah. it was necessarily, it didn't really alter my sleeping. Like, Oh my God, it's so much yeah. better now for me personally, but people love it. But yeah, keep going. I want to know more about this. I want to, I have to look at it again because I haven't tried that one, but on your side, you need a thicker pillow. So it has to fit in the space between your ear and your shoulder. And if you don't fill in that space, your head is going to be kind of pushed to the side. So if you can imagine that you have a thin pillow on your side, your, your head's going to go towards your shoulder a little bit, and that's going to be a strain on your neck. Mm. So that might require a lot of playing around with different pillows. I mean, I've had a million different pillows to try to like find the right one, you know, and, and part of that is individual based on, because comfort still matters, you know, when you're lying on a pillow, you want to find one that's comfortable. Um, you also, it's a factor of what your other arm is doing. Okay. Now I'm getting a little more complicated, but oh, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes when you're on your side, so you just have a side pillow, the arm on top. Okay. So not the one on the bottom, but the mm-hmm. one on top, maybe mm-hmm. it flops forward. 
maybe it scrunches up to your ear. I noticed that I had a, a tendency to kind of scrunch up my shoulder. Like I like to get in a fetal position, you know, I like to scrunch up when I'm sleeping, like I'm a baby in a womb or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but my, the top shoulder was getting a little scrunched up. So now I have a side pillow that is a little bit longer and I put my top arm on it and it relaxes my top shoulder. Mm. <laughs> There's just all these factors. And part of it is based on your own habits. That might not be an issue for somebody else, but it was for me. And so I found a, a side a side sleeper pillow with a little bit of a curve so I could rest my top arm on it. That's so a little more complicated and down that road. Okay. Um, but one other thing about the side. So having a pillow between your knees is also really helpful when you're on your side because it separates your legs so that your knees are in line with your hips. For some people, this may not be a big deal and they don't need it at all. But if you have any lower back issues or any hip stuff, I would try a pillow between your knees. Okay. So it's, it's one of those. Yeah. Is this something you feel like you can work on? Just like sitting at a desk, constantly re- remind mm-hmm. yourself, remind yourself. Or if it's yeah. like, hey, I'm comfortable sleeping this way, it kind of is what it is. Well, I think we also change a little bit. Like maybe you're going through a stressful period and you're tensing more, you're grinding, or you know, you're, mm-hmm. something's going on with your sleep. Um, you might need a little more support. Like, like I said, I was scrunching my shoulder. I don't think I did that 10 years ago, but I'm doing it now, apparently. Mm. So I got this other pillow to help me relax my top shoulder. I mean, that's not something I would have needed years ago. So I don't think it's a one size fits all. And I don't think it's a, I found the way that works best for me. And now I'm done. You might need to, it might need to shift over time. Okay. I, I'm thinking of how I sleep. It's, I think you would just blast me for it. So I, I lay on my, <laughs> on my stomach. I do put a p- little pillow under my stomach. So I try okay, to keep my good. spine like flat. Uh-huh. And then I, I think I have like both of my arms under the pillow. Like it's almost under, under my pillow. head, but under okay. the pillow. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I mean, that's I, not I, terrible with the arms there. As long as, is it a thin pillow? Cause you need like nothing or a very thin pillow when you're on your stomach. It's, um, yeah. I, you know, it's funny you're saying that is because like, I tend to gravitate towards the thinner pillows. Um, mm-hmm. I want to say necessarily say the pillow I have right now is super thin, but it's not very thick. It definitely, it's one of the cool, cool ones that like keeps you mm-hmm. cool. Cause I, I sleep yeah. hot too. So that that's a big factor, yeah. but yeah, no, I, I do sleep better with the thinner pillow. What you said makes perfect sense now. It's, it's just yeah. because of, like the gaps you need to fill depending on what way you're laying. Yeah, exactly. It's like you're filling in the space Mm. between where you are and where the mattress is. So if you're laying on your back, you're sleeping on your back, what kind of pillow Mm -hmm. would you recommend for that? For your head? Under your head? Mm -hmm. Um, Some kind of thin pillow. It doesn't have to be any specific kind. It just can't be a dense, thick pillow. Okay. Because then your head will be lifted up too much. And then if you think of your head being lifted up too much, it's kind of like you're standing and your head is pushing forward. Mm Mm-hmm. And you don't want that. That might be a pattern you have during the day. You don't want that when you're sleeping. You want to lengthen your spine out when you're sleeping. If there are like any brands or mattresses, pillows, anything that you would recommend, mm-hmm. feel free to say now, or if there isn't, that's fine. But, or if you want to put me to put links in the show notes, I can certainly do that. I think okay. there's probably people listening to you are like, what does she use? Well, I know. I know. There's a lot of, a lot of people ask me about the different pillows. I can put some links, but again, I don't have a pillow that I think is this is the answer to everything. Mm. Um, I've tried a couple of different ones and I can, I'm happy to share them. Um, but I just want people to know it's, I'm not saying this is the pillow and you have to go get it because everybody really is different. 
Mm-hmm. And it's funny how much new pillows are costing. It, it is anywhere from like oh 70, God, 80 to like 150 to 200. But yeah. it's crazy. But at the same time, it's like if it does help you sleep better yeah. every day, like yeah. for years, sign yeah. me up for that. Uh, I'm yeah, in. I know. I'm in. But the hard thing is you can't, it would be great if there was a big pillow store and you could go and try them all. Right. But they have to have a good return policy because you just don't know until you try it. Exactly. And you have to until try it for you try a while. It like a couple of, exactly. Not like you just lay on it once. You have to sleep with it a bit. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, so we did the purple pillow and I think we kept it. There's like a 90 day return or hundred days, something like that. And uh, we tried it for two months and uh, both of us were just like, it's nice. I don't think it just did yeah. the trick. So yeah. I don't know who knows probably the way I'm sleeping too. That doesn't help my case. Um, another thing I want to get to real quick is um, chiropractors. Are you a believer? Mm-hmm. Yay, nay. You think they do? Are they worth it? Um, I think it can be helpful sometimes, but I, I mean, I've seen chiropractors, but I, I won't go to anyone that cracks my spine. I'm not, into any of that. Um, you know what? I don't, it's hard, it's hard to give you a firm answer on that because do I think that it will, it's, it's here's the question. Do I think that they're full of shit or do I think that they can help with posture? Cause you know, or like <laughs> it's sort of a different conversation. I yeah. think it helped my daughter with her ear infections. That mm. felt kind of miraculous to me. I wasn't expecting that she was having a lot of ear infections and a lot of fluid in her ears. And before we went any further with the doctor, someone said, I know this sounds crazy, but go to a chiropractor. I went, fluid was gone from her ears. Wow. So, yeah. That was like, um, okay. I, I don't know what just happened, but sure. Do I think it can help you with your posture? That's sort of a different thing. Um, I think that it's, it could be a piece of something if they're releasing something, and that will help you so that you can then go out in the world and work on lengthening your spine yourself. I think I feel the same way about it as I feel about other tools. Like I love massage. I love acupuncture. I love all those things, but they're not going to make your posture better. They can mm-hmm. help release tight muscles so that then you can work on your posture and it's much easier. There are people that I've seen and they have so much um, tightness that has been there for years and years, and years. And I've sent them off for like a very, intensive either massage or someone that I work with that does that kind of like deep release in there mm-hmm. because it then could help our work. It'll help them get further along mm-hmm. as a tool. So mm-hmm. I love all of those things for different reasons, but it's not like this is the answer mm-hmm. or that's the answer. It's a, it's a, it's bigger than that. It's everything working in harmony. Yeah. 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 Um, for someone that is very active like myself. So I do put strain on my muscle and my body. And I also lean forward constantly working at my desk. Um, you just said you like massages. Do mm-hmm. you recommend someone go like once a month, once every few months? Do you have any recommendations on that? It depends on what's going on with that person and mm-hmm. how it's helping. Also, I, I love Rolfers. I don't know if you know anything about Rolfers. It works on the, the myofascial so it's, it's the, it's the connective tissue. It works on the connective tissue around the muscle. Mm. And sometimes that can help open things up more than a regular massage, just working on the muscle. So that's sort of on another conversation, but I have, 
I have a few people that I've sent to uh, a friend of mine who's a rolfer and that has, that has helped. And they've gone like every other week for a course of a month or two to really help open something up. Um, and it, again, it just opened up some of that tension that was in the way of them really getting some of that length back in their spine mm. that I couldn't, I couldn't get because it was so tight for years and years and years. Um, so, you know, Rolfer is, I mean, they'd hate me for saying this, but it's a, a kind of massage sort of, I mean, they are massage therapists. They just kind of had extra training in some certain thing. Okay. Um, but it depends on the kind of massage it is. I mean, you need someone that's really going to get into the right places mm. and can, you know, a more, a deeper massage that can really open things up. Like a gentle Swedish massage isn't going to, it'll feel nice, but it's not going to do anything for this. Okay. So I actually, for Valentine's day, thank you, Kristen got me a uh, gift card for mm -hmm. a massage and hey. uh, what type of massage for getting deeper would yeah. you recommend that I get a deep tissue massage? Um, I mean, some people call them like the sports medical massages, Okay, like those, those kinds of things, because those, those therapists usually know a little bit more of how to get into the spots that are problematic. So you want someone that can say, Oh, okay. So your back is hurting. And well, let me really work on all of these things in here and figure out what's going on. And not mm. someone that's just going to do, okay, well, I was taught, and again, I'm not trying to put this down. It's just a different thing. You don't want to go to someone that has the education. If I was taught you do arms first, then you do legs and then you flip over and then you do this. And then that's it there. You know, it's like, they just do a standard massage and they don't cater to what's going on with you. Mm. If you really want to get some things opened up from a massage, you have to go to someone that has a bit more education and then can work with you. So normally when they say deep tissue or sports or medical massage, that's, that's that kind of thing. Awesome. I'm going to look for that. What, what you just say kind of reminds me of like, just going to like a regular doctor and going to a functional medicine doctor. That's uh, going to, yes, right? exactly. I love my functional medicine doctor. Yep. <laughs> we'll have to talk yeah. about that. Maybe I'll yeah. get you back on next time yeah. to talk about that. Cause I, that's something I've yet to do, but I'm super interested in that. I love that. Oh, I love it. It's great. That's awesome. And uh, do you have any opinions or thoughts on cryotherapy? I know nothing about it actually. Okay. I recommend, Nothing. yeah, try it. I go give it a shot. Cause I did it. Um, yeah, did you do it? I did it. Yeah. I actually did a quick episode back at like episode like 25, 20, something like that. And yeah. uh, cause I wanted to report about how I felt. And um, yeah. yeah, the, the last I did for three minutes, the last minute was like, Oh, this is getting uh burny burn, burn sensation. Yeah. But um, no, afterwards, like I felt, I felt good. It, it doesn't seem to, to linger or last a long time. Um, mm -hmm. my sister has some really bad neck and shoulder issues. Um, she did it and she loved it. She's like, I felt for a few days. She's like, I felt really good when it all came back. Oh, interesting. So, have, yeah. you, have you ever done a float? That's uh that's very, very high Amazing. on my to-do list. Yeah, it is. So that's yeah. I love those. And there's, there's a similar feeling where you're, you're in the water and you're being held up by it because it's all salt. So you're being mm -hmm. held up by it and you can release your muscles into it. And that's, it's, again, it's, it's one of those tools, um, that it can really give you a nice release for a bit. And that's I think awesome. it depends on the person, how often it will last, you know, how long it lasts, but it's really nice. So that's something I asked for for Christmas that I did not receive was actually a floating uh, gift, yeah. gift certificate. But yeah, um, yeah those are I, pretty cool. You just put that very high. Add it to high. the list. 
Yeah. You yeah. put it very high on my to-do list. Yeah. I really want to do that. Um, so what about like, uh, for people that have like compressed discs or whatever that I, I, mm-hmm. I, I can't speak on this cause I don't know much about it where they, they kind of lay down and go like upside down a little bit, like to decompress oh, the inversion table. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that? Your inversion table. Um, okay. So we have one at my house. I never use it. My husband bought it. Um, and so he likes it because he feels like it kind of lengthens him out and it, you know, gets the blood to your head and it just, he likes the way it feels. Um, I don't love them because I feel like it's, it's trying to give you a quick fix to lengthen your spine. And let's put it this way. If you're someone that has issues with your discs or you have some real issues in your spine and your back, um, I don't trust it completely. Like, I just feel like flipping you that, you know, one, just like a whole 180 flip, mm-hmm. um, it puts pressure in a different way that your body's not used to. And then you're supposed to come out of it. And I think you will, it might feel, might feel nice for a little bit, but that's not something that lasts. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't really consider it one of, even one of those like tools to really help. Um, I think a, an inversion table might be good for like, I've heard that it helps with depression. I've heard other reasons it can be helpful, mm-hmm. but I don't, I wouldn't recommend it for, for someone with back issues. If okay. someone wanted to just rest and um, lengthen their spine, I'd recommend they get on the floor, get a big bolster or lots of pillows and put their legs over it and lay there for 10 minutes and really let your spine, your back muscles, everything just melt down into the floor in that like restful and lengthened way. That kind of thing I think is, will help the muscles release. Whereas upside down, I feel like it's too much if you've got back pain. Yeah, this is awesome. Yeah. It's just everything you're saying kind of is basically saying like there are multiple steps to take and just know it takes yeah. a while. It's a gradual process to to yeah. really get this. And even when you get there to the peak, you have to continue to work at it too. So yeah, because life happens and you, you know. Yeah, that's What's a good nice call. Though is once you're once you are, let's say you're working on your posture for three, four, five months and you're really feeling you're feeling better, you look better you feel better and then um i don't know you trip and something hurts you have the tools to get back to uh, to lengthening your spine and to helping mm. your body you you know more than you did before right i've seen that a lot as well where something little happens but the person is able to get back faster because they've learned more about their body they're mm. using it better now mm. that kind mm. of thing and mm. another thing that i guarantee will happen if you start working on this you will notice everybody around you in their posture. It's inevitable. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's funny that I I do notice people like on TV, like if you look at like talk shows or something where some people are sitting there talking, there are people that just sit up straight. It's like, Oh, how do they do that? I I do notice that. It's funny you say that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Is there, um, right. Yeah. (laughs) You can see part of me right now. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, real quick, as we wrap this up, I, I also, Years ago, I went to like, uh, it was like a chiropractor, masseuse type of person or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they said to like, put your arms like in a doorway and lean forward. Do you have thoughts on that? Because I think she said like my chest stretch. was tight. It is a good stretch. Yeah, it's a good stretch. Again, that's one of those things. Stretching helps. If you have really tight muscles, it's harder to mm-hmm. to make 
some of those changes. So any, any stretches that feel good and open up muscles that are tight, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm all for. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Something I need to continually get yeah, better it's just, at. It's like, well. it's part of it. It's like, Oh, I'm lengthening up, but mm -hmm. it's hard for me to get there. Well, maybe you need to stretch this, open this up. That's when it's like, okay, it's hard to get there. What's going on. Maybe this massage will help. Maybe this stretch will help. Maybe I just need to keep working on it and I don't mm -hmm. need another tool or, you know, but yeah, I think stretching is great. We all need to be, you know, moving and stretching our muscles. Right. And so Heather, as we wrap this up, is there anything you would like to leave the audience with any final tips, tricks, advice? I just want people to know it's possible um, to not give up if you're working on it and then you feel like you can't sustain it. You're not going to sustain it right away. And that's mm. okay. You're not going to don't expect you're going to at all. Mm work on it a little bit every day and you will see progress slow and steady is the only way to do this. So it's mm -hmm. not like my posture is going to be better in two weeks because I'm going to really work on it for two weeks, two weeks, just throw that out the window. Think like in six months, I think this is going to be really different. And every day, just like little bits, make it part of your lifestyle and it's totally doable. It's almost like the same thing for like any habit you're trying to change, just slow, consistent. Yes. And that's the exactly. way it becomes a part of your yes. life. Just to become part of your life. Perfect. Well, there Heather, this has been, <laughs> this has been just awesome because yeah, it's been fun for me. You know, people say like posture and yeah, just sit up straight, you know, but there's just yeah. so much more that what? goes into it. Yeah. And then yeah. it affects so much things we didn't even think about. It's, it's yeah. crazy. I'm glad you were able to shed some light on a lot of that. That's I'm, I'm not going to think about this the same anymore. I think honestly setting the reminder on my phone yeah, is something I'm going to do big. because that's awesome. I'm yeah, definitely going to do that. I'm, I'm sitting here stretching and twisting and turning and I'm excited to get started gotta, with this. You got to move around. Exactly. This so has Heather, been fun. Thank you. It's been, good. Yeah. it's been great. So tell the audience where they can find you and perhaps even reach out to you and ask you some questions. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I don't mind people like sending me messages on Instagram and asking questions. I, I, I kind of like it. It makes me feel like I'm not speaking to, avoid, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so on Instagram at, at I'm at, at good.posture.mama. And my personal website is my company name is the graceful body. So it's just www.thegracefulbody.com. Um, but yeah, I don't want people just sending me messages and asking. I it's, I like helping people with this. I can, tell. I can tell. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, it's like, you could give one small tip to somebody that changes yeah. their life for the rest, yeah. the rest of their life. That's amazing. Yeah. I love that. It's kind of like a, like we just talked about like diet nutrition. Like if you mm -hmm. perhaps start in taking a simple food or a vitamin that could change your life forever. This is the same yeah. thing. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, Heather, it's been a blast. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank and, you for having uh, me. There's more we can go into. Maybe I'll have you, ha have you back on I'll in the come future. Back for part two. Oh, God, there's so much more. And go yeah, go try cryo and all, try some things. And I if will. you want to report I back, try that. Yeah, report back. <laughs> we'll chat about it. I'll try uh, it. I'll let you know. <laughs> you'll be okay. But, Heather, thank you so much again for joining me. I appreciate thank it. Thank you. Have Great. a good one. Bye. was a lot of fun. Thank you, Heather, for joining me on that episode. Such useful information and actually kind of simple too. We just need to stick with it, apply it to our lives and get into some good habits. I know I really need to. I'm kind of like leaning forward even doing this right now. 
And uh, yeah, I'll be listening to this podcast over and over again until it is ingrained in me how to get better posture. And if you enjoy this episode, like every other episode, please leave me a rating, leave a review. I really appreciate it. And I appreciate you listening to this episode. I try to bring you the best information from the coolest and greatest people. So the more ratings and reviews I get, the more we can get this out to everybody else. So once again, thank you for joining me on this episode of the Pursuit of Happiness podcast. I'll catch you next time.